You go with the vodka and fruit punch yet? I'm about to. Oof. Oh, wait, here. This is delicious. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? The people's champion. The most electrifying wrestler, not only in WWE history. I'm talking about wrestling, professional wrestling in general. This guy had it all. He could wrestle, had the personality, the swagger. You could hate him. You could love him. But I'm telling you right now, there is nobody past, present, and I'm willing to say even in the future that did it the way that Dwayne The Rock Johnson Oh, but wait a minute. I want to say there's going to be a slobber knocker here today. You know, Big Mike the Doc got to talk about my main man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Because The Rock ain't seeing Stone Cold in the legacy of the WWE. And I can tell you that for a fact. You know what I mean? Hold on. You really had the audacity to interrupt me with stone cold's theme song right there and a was that a good old jr impression right there it was a really bad one but it was all right at least you acknowledge that because i was thinking the same thing so what's your argument here i really i, I it's got to be important because you interrupted my whole shit and i had to hear the glass breaking and all of that so what do you got to say let you me hear th- you really thought i was gonna let you play the rock and start you know big i like the rock but you all you think i was gonna let you big him up like that and not bring stone cold into the mix oh no I, out oh, your no. goddamn mind no no i totally expected it i was just waiting for it to be honest and it came at the perfect timing but there's no argument i don't care what you have in your head already there's nothing that you can say that's going to change my mind but let i want to see you give it a try my guy's got a fucking a fucking dome made out of bricks. There's just no comparison. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin for the longest time was always, you know, the number one. Even when Rock was around and he, you know, he made the crowd cheer. He made the crowd boo. He, he, he was a really good, you know, personality. But there was nobody like Stone Cold Steve Austin who just took the light and literally ran with it. And the WWE was his for the making his for the taking and the rock you know he did have i'll I'll give this to the rock at towards the end when stone cold is really starting to fade off the rock was number one for a short period of time don't you dare disrespect the rock like that first and foremost all right stone cold came up as all right this is the employee going against the boss vince mcmahon all right so he's already got that in his favor right? and i'm not taking anything away from stone cold because i as a kid i hated stone cold because i love the rock but as an adult i appreciate him and i've got a ton of respect for what he did for the company and the industry but at the end of the day when you think Stone Cold, you have to think The Rock. You have to. Well, I think they kind of do go hand in hand just because as much as I do think Stone Cold was number one in the game for a long time, The Rock, you know, wasn't a far second. He was very close. You know, it was. And that's what made wrestling so beautiful back then was that you had two personalities were so different, but it was just like Raw and SmackDown. It was like, you know what I mean? That was it. It was Stone Cold was Raw and fucking The Rock was SmackDown, bro. And speaking of that, I'm pretty sure Stone Cold doesn't have his own show and The Rock does. It's called SmackDown, laying the SmackDown on your candy ass. So um, with that being said, all right. Without The Rock, there is 
no Stone Cold. All right. Stone what? Cold. Now, here's where I'm going to defend my point. Yeah, please. Because that right? made no sense. Without the rock, there's no Stone Cold. Absolutely. 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 110%. How long are you going to beef between uh, a guy in his prime versus uh, a 55 year old man? That shit's going to die out sooner or later. You know and then who gonna, do you put him against? You know, that's going to be the next debate. And I'll, I'm going to put this out there for all my wrestling fans because I know y'all going to hear this. I want you to answer this and I want you to make him look foolish. I, is there really true that there's no Stone Cold without The Rock? Answer on. us on Instagram, on Facebook, and you can hear the podcast fully on Spotify. And, and listen, the faster you guys respond, the faster I can let this guy know that he's dead ass wrong. All right. Now, listen, here's my defense for all of this. All right. Stone Cold. Great wrestler. I know when he had his injury from Owen Hart, he had to go into more of a brawler perspective. I get that. Now, Stone Cold's character was strictly based off of being a badass. He didn't really have to talk that much because he already had that established for him going against the boss. Everybody wants to beat their boss up. Everybody has that dream, that fantasy. So that works in his advantage. We get that. All right. Now for The Rock, he was hated. They didn't love The Rock. They hated on him. He joined the nation of domination. He's like, you know what? You guys hate me. I'm going to give you even more reason to hate me. All right. So he went to that level, became eventually after that, the corporate champion when he joined Vince McMahon. The corporate rock. Everybody loved to hate him. Now, for a guy who's easily hated, there's got to be something about him that's that's that that it factor. You know what I mean? You don't just go hating people. Yeah, you hate people because they suck or you hate them because you hate their personality. And they hated the fact that he was cocky. He was, uh, you know, I think in my personal opinion, an offspring off of a guy like a, like a Ric Flair. All right. But to the next degree, this guy could grab a microphone and get everybody engaged. There's nobody that could do it on the microphone like The Rock. Now, I want you to try to go against that, Big Mike. Not, There's I'm no not, way that Stone Cold was better I'm on the mic against, I'm not than going The against Rock. That. You made some valid points, and I will agree with you before I make my statements. So one thing I'm going to agree with you is The Rock definitely made a better bad guy. That's that's one hundred percent, and I and I won't argue that. But Stone Cold was supposed to be a bad guy, right? Originally. And it's hard to hate him because he does things that is just fucking crazy, and people love him no matter what he does. But when it comes down to like you were saying, you know, The Rock and how he made people hate him because you know he used that same swag as he did when he was you know a babyface, and he used the same swag when he was a heel, but it was more geared towards you know more like against the crowd and stuff like that, and people really fed into that because he's got such a wise ass you know way about him when he was talking, a very smooth vocabulary and a very uh you know I I know no it's intricate right no hiccups. Stone Cold on the other hand, now let me let me just say this. I know it's not the most, you know, perfect personality. I know it's not the most perfect wrestling technique, but he was the perfect character to lead the way for the WWE in that era. The reason why is what? It was the attitude era. So yes, The Rock had some attitude and stuff like that, but it was more like, you know, uh, witty type type attitude and stuff like that. Stone Cold really was the epitome of that time period because he was just the bad motherfucker throwing up the middle finger. Remember back in the day, they could throw up the middle finger, drinking beer, beating up his boss, beating up everybody. He'd come out and just start stuttering people for no reason. 
No reason at all. You would have no idea why he did it. And then he would just look at him, do it. And then everybody would just go, go fucking ape shit. You know, it, it was just kind of like he had no rules and no boundaries. And he was just the face of the WWE for a long time. Or the WWF. I don't know why, you know, now we have to get it all. It wasn't that long. What? Him being the face of the company. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't that long. It wasn't that long. Well, what? you think from what? 90, 97 is when he had his, uh, his, uh, uh, Austin 316 thing when he won the King of the Ring. Was it 97? I don't know for sure. I believe. I, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm almost positive. He was making was fun of Jake the Snake. Yeah, I'm almost positive. It was like 97. Yeah, and he had his run, you know, to like, you know, early 2000. And then he pretty much, you know, went into history. And that, and that's pretty much around that time period is where I felt like he was kind of giving the torch to The Rock. Because The Rock already had, you know, he already had everything where he could have been. Like, if there was no Stone Cold, I'll give it to him. The Rock would have been the number one from get-go. It would have just been Rock. There's no other one even comparable to Stone Cold back then. There was great wrestlers. You know, we had Kane, Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Everybody was great. But when it came down to, you know, somebody who really made that error you know, clarify the best. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I respect everything you're saying. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I'm a Stone Cold fan myself in this day and yes. age. All right. But what happened when Stone Cold tried to be a bad guy? When he teamed up with like Triple H and all that shit. And during this time, I kind of stopped watching. But it, it, it all made sense why I stopped watching. It, it wasn't well received. People no. didn't want to hate Stone Cold. They wanted to like him. Now, that could go two ways. Okay, he's got that personality where people just want to love him, but The Rock could just turn and have everybody switching their emotions from loving the guy that wanted to hate him. You know what I mean? And the ones who love them, period, were always going to love him regardless. You know what I mean? So that's the way I look at it. For a guy to, then he came back after doing the Mummy movie, and then <laughs> and then he was, you know, the movie star. He came out with the, the black vest and all this and that, and he was like, all right. He went kind of back to where he was when he was Rocky Maivia. Oh, you guys want to hate on me? That's fine. He went right back to it. I'll feed into what it what you're giving me and he still drew you still wanted to see him lose if you didn't you know if you didn't like what he was saying you wanted to see him lose and that's what makes a wrestler one of the best being able to draw being able to either want to see him win or want to see him lose and stone cold's best matches and this i don't think it's debatable okay are against the rock they are. They are. It's the classic. best rivalry because it's the best of both worlds. You got a guy who, like Stone Cold, he, he, there's no ego. It's just fuck you, fuck you. And then you got a guy like The Rock who has a whole bunch of shit to say. You know what I mean? So it's right. two totally different aspects. But you got to agree with me on this. The Rock could talk like nobody else. Right. And that, and that was going to be would my you, point. Who would you compare to The Rock as far as being on the microphone? Because as a kid, I would watch the matches and, you know, I'd be entertained. But I was always more intrigued by the storyline and the shit that people were talking. And that's yeah. what drew me in. No, I agree. I agree. No, I, I give it to The Rock. And, and they kind of look, look at it today. Like, look at The Rock today. He's one of the biggest actors of all time now. The reason why is because he does have that, you know, that capability of being that, an actor. He can act in all different ways. And he's more professional when it comes to it. I'm not arguing that point at all. When it comes to being like, you know, being able to switch up characters and roles and do things a little bit differently and tweak his, you know, his his, his trait. Yeah, his but isn't that a, his does, Isn't that what makes you 
better than somebody else. Like a guy like Sting can go from being surfer Sting to crow Sting. Hulk Hogan goes from, you know, uh, fucking eat your vitamins and drink your milk and all this and that. And all of a sudden it's exactly NWO. Fuck all of you guys. Like that's a part of that. And the fact that Stone Cold tried to convert to that and failed. And that was kind of the end of his career. And, and that's the thing. It's hard for him. And and it was never going to work because, you know, even though Stone Cold was loved, he still did things that was still bad. Like, even when he was a good guy, like I said, he would go out and stun a good guy. And then everybody like, oh, shit, who, who cares? It's fucking Stone Cold. I love it. You know, so it's kind of hard for him to be a bad guy because he did bad things when he was a good guy. But the thing about it is you can't really put it into that box. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. The only thing that really matters about Stone Cold Steve Austin is and gives him the most respect is the fact that he could do that. He could be the only guy who could be good or bad, and it doesn't matter if it's kind of mixed emotions. People don't know what the hell's going on because people just love Stone Cold no matter what. But that's one-dimensional, though. Yeah. And and that's what I'm trying to say. But isn't that skillful? Isn't that skillful that you could be one-dimensional and still be at the top level of everything? And all you you are is one-dimensional. But we're going from 97, or I think it was 97 that he did the thing when he won the King of And then you're going Going to about ninety nine two thousand. That's not a huge run. Well, Rock and Rock and Stone Cold fought in WrestleMania two thousand. Okay, so very shortly after that, I think is when The Rock kind of went Hollywood, and then yeah. Stone Cold joined Vince McMahon and some weird shit, which should have never been done. But at the same time, you have to evolve the character before it gets stale. Yeah, because once it gets stale, then it's kind of hard to you right. know. I'll give it to Rock though. If he would have, if he would have stayed doing wrestling and not moved on to you know movies and didn't want to do the wrestling thing anymore, he could been the greatest wrestler of all time. He is hands the greatest down. wrestler. Well, I of mean, all time. I mean, longevity wise, because you like you got to think, you know, people gave their whole lives to wrestling. Ric Flair gave his whole life to rec- Hulk uh, wrestling. Hulk Hogan gave his whole life to wrestling. Sting. You know, you watch like the Rocky movie and you see like thunder lips that was like really stone cold i mean uh that was really like hulk hogan you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's like the, they gave their whole lives rick flair is amazing he literally gave his whole life to wrestling and that's crazy because these people are not this is not just like a part-time job this is this is dedication like all year fucking round and, oh, yeah. and you have to give your life to it you know that's why yeah. a lot of wrestlers who they marry wrestlers because who else are you around wrestlers that's exactly. it you know that, that, you can't just date a normal fucking person no you, you can't know, you know work like that i mean i'm sure it, it's worked like mick foley has been with the same woman for years on end and he's still with her you know what i mean and yeah but like a, a lot of the times it, it, it won't work you know what no. i mean and and, and you're that's on the fine road all the time and, yeah exactly you're it didn't work for stone cold because he was with deborah and yeah. you know what i mean and you know so on and so forth but everything works the way it does but i respect stone cold so i will leave this as it's still me i respect your decision on what you're saying you know what i mean because if there wasn't and and like i said before if there wasn't a stone cold Big Mike, I'm gonna switch it up and tell you there wouldn't have been a rock. All right, period. And, and I and this is once again one of these very rare times you're ever gonna see on this podcast. We're going to agree. Like I said, I will say that The Rock did amplify Stone Cold. Stone Cold, I will always say that he was number one on top. He was the you know epitome of the WWE. But The Rock had the potential, and he basically was right there with Stone Cold at the same but, time. But but he's got his own TV show, and Stone Cold doesn't stone cold does have his own he has his own podcast his own tv show everything that's cool but he doesn't have a smackdown so yeah 
You know who should have had their own show? And, and this is legit. I mean this, like, wholeheartedly. You know, the fucking Undertaker, for all that he did for the WWE or the WWF, whatever the fuck we're going to call it right now, you know, he really should have had his own fucking show. You know, I totally agree with that with that statement and i think he's one of the most underrated um performers of all time in the ring you know his whole character was yeah frightening dude like that's that was as a kid watching that 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 a lot of that shit he was doing scared the shit out of me i don't know about you but it definitely scared a lot of it, it he scared the shit played out of me. that character so fucking well and going into you know he was on the joe rogan podcast recently i don't know if you listened to that yeah oh I okay did. i have a good feeling how you feel about that but going into like he was talking about his character you know he said he spent so many years into that character where he didn't do interviews he didn't do nothing he said he even went out to eat and he still wore all black and had to be himself as the undertaker not mark calloway oh yeah and um i can vouch for that not personally but my mom's friend was on an airplane and saw him and went up to him asking for an autograph and the dude rolled his eyes up and gave the autograph but he was completely in character not in yeah. uniform but still in character that's a whole different level of dedication you that, know? that that is the old school dedication you know nowadays you could meet a wwe character and they're themselves because they promote basically like they promote themselves it's like amateur wrestling all over again they all have instagrams and facebook yeah. and they're all portraying what they're doing in life every day which has nothing to do with the character that they're supposed to be which no. kind of ruins it like we all know it's not quote on quote real we know the injuries are real and all the moves and everything but at the end of the day the storylines we want to be sucked into it like a movie and when right. you're when you're on instagram showing your best life with the person who you're supposed to be feuding with that has an effect on it right and you know the undertaker mark galloway when he was on the podcast he kind of brought up this fact that you know like today's wwe is so like geared towards everyone kind of like a pg rated trying to like make it disney for like kids for adults to summarize what you're saying and uh in quotes he said it's soft it is yeah. and 100 it is soft all, all the characters are basically just characters on screen and then they go on their instagrams and their facebooks and all this other stuff and then they're just their personal selves you know like two arch enemies in the wwe could be like just hanging out and talking online and like it's nothing like there's no there's no storyline anymore you know that's the sad part kayfabe kayfabe is dead yeah no kayfabe is what kept wrestling alive for all these years you know what i mean a long time and it could still exist we all know by this age you know what i mean that um you know we know that the storylines aren't real but if you give us the chance to watch uh monday night raw or smackdown and and let us sink into it like we would any other movie or tv show we, we could believe it but then if i'm going on the internet and i'm looking at this guy and he's a regular old you know casual guy like i'm yeah. not going to be as invested in it because he's not been. his character he's not his character that was the beauty of like stone cold the undertaker triple h everybody portrayed their character to the t no matter what character they were playing undertaker always played the same character but like you know triple h played like the british dude for a long time and i guarantee if he was out in public when he was playing the british dude he was a fucking british dude and you know i understand that it takes a toll on the wrestlers in that aspect because it's like you can't be yourself especially in the in the modern age of like social media and stuff like that but at the same time there's got to be some kind of you know like making the story a little bit more legit 
Well, it's funny that you say that because Triple H is one of the um, originals that kind of killed kayfabe with the uh, the curtain call. I think they call it. Yeah, when, yeah. When uh, when Kevin Nash and and Scott Hall were leaving the WWF at the time, they all hug in the middle of the ring when they're all supposed to be feuding with each other, and that kind of ruined it. You know yeah, what I mean? but that was a little different. That was just showing some love and respect for a guy who you know he he knew was going to move on to you know honestly turn out to be bigger things for himself yeah but we know that of course but at the end of the day what did it do what did it impact and what it did was create the realism of of wrestling at that time where you could have scott hall and kevin nash appear into wcw and they look like you know guys who are from wwf trying to take over but they have their own name and they're regular people now so it kind of led into the future of wrestling at that time you know what i mean maybe but that was also before like social media and stuff. So like it wasn't like so widely publicized. It was mostly for like the people that were there, you know, and then just like kind of word of mouth out like, oh, you know, Triple H and fucking Shawn Michaels hugging it out with uh, Kevin Nash's uh, or Razor Ramon and Diesel. Well, it was publicized enough because somebody recorded it. I think it was a house show, I believe. Or- yeah. I'm not 100%. I think it was, but somebody recorded it and it was like the beginning days of the internet where it went around. And it's crazy because Triple H's push was um, ultimately stopped and he was supposed to win the King of the Ring that year. And the person who won it instead, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct, was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's when he did the, the you know, Austin 316 says, I just yeah. whipped your ass. So had he not done that, there might not have been the stone cold that we right. know you know so it's kind of crazy how you know the the breaking up of the kayfabe and like the actual kind of keeping it real kind of created the actual you know the new age era that was so legendary in my time at least because i look at it as you know that period between like 1997 and like early 2000s where i stopped watching it was like everything to me like i i, I can't imagine not you know not watching a monday night raw or not watching even a smackdown when it came out because i was just so in tune with it mostly raw because smackdown came out a little bit later 2000 i think yeah like 2000 but in general you know it was just uh it was just such a you know a memorable thing back then you know it was magical you know like my parents like fucking the wwf you know what I mean? We watched it all together. No matter how raunchy it got, we watched it together, and it was okay. Time to change. I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things, but when it came down to WWF, no matter what, I was allowed to watch. That's crazy, right? It is. It's crazy to think about because it's just such a, you know, it's a steeple. Like, my my mom, she, uh, she loved the, the wrestler Bob Backlund. You know, back in yep. like the 80s, I guess early 90s. He was a champion for a while. Back he was a champion days. for a long time. So like, you know, and wrestling was different back then. You know, it wasn't the Attitude Era. They still had like, you know, their own shit that they were doing. But, you know, for me, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's no better era in wrestling history than there is for Attitude Era. And that's why I kind of respect like AEW for trying to bring that to light. But, you know, it, it's almost impossible with the, you know, the censorship we have today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, I think uh, towards the beginning, I don't know if it was a pay-per-view or whatever it was, but I think uh, John Moxley, who used to go by Dean Ambrose when he was in the WWE, yeah. had a match with, I believe, um, Cody Rhodes, which is the son of the great dusty roads um they had a match that was really you know nasty and bloody 
and I'm pretty sure the network that they were hosted on, whoever or, or wherever it was, they um they got fined. AEW got fined for it because of how raunchy it was. So it's like you can't relive exactly what was going on. And that's going back into what we were talking about originally, how The Undertaker said everything is soft. And I agree with that statement 110%. I do too, 100 But when Vince, you know, Vince McMahon is making his writers come up with scripts for every single wrestler, we're not stupid. We know when somebody is trying to remember something, or if you have a guy like Stone Cold or The Rock or even Triple H just come off the top of the head off the and, top. and just say shit, because that just shows that they're so invested in their character that they became that. It wasn't something that was forced upon them that they didn't, that they uh, disagreed with. It was what they felt. But that's what they're missing right now. They're literally missing the fact of the natural, you know, just development of people in their character. And that's what I'm talking about before with the Undertaker being his character. You know, you you overwhelm yourself in that character. And I understand it's stressful on someone to have to be someone they're not. But at the same time, for the quality of what we were watching, you know, these people really live that life. Stone Cold Steve Austin is not Stone Cold Steve Austin in real life. Like, he's really not. Like, if you listen to him now, like yeah he's got a little attitude to him but he still kind of sweetheart yeah but he still kind of tries to like portray that stone cold attitude but at the same time he's still himself now you know he he's steve austin and yeah, all those guys are nice guys and they even or steve go, williams is his real name he, 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 even going to the rock like that whole charismatic where i think my shit don't stink and i'm better than you he's the most fucking humble guy in hollywood right. at least what he portrays for our eyes you know what i mean i don't know the guy never met him but when i see his instagram Instagram posts. He's up trying to uplift other people with a lot of the things he says. Inspirational. Why? You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that unless like, I don't know, for me, I wouldn't do that unless I really felt it. Uh, If I was a real genuine person and I wanted people to be better, that's what I would. That's what I would want the world to see from me. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's like The Rock when he's doing these inspirational videos and he's working out and he's doing all this other stuff. Like, that's him in real life, you know? So the, you look at videos back of him making fun of people, saying a bunch of, like, shit that if it was on TV today, it, it, it would never be on TV today because, you know, everything is offensive. Um, It's kind of like, you know... Like, what the fuck are we doing now? You know, like, like, what is the point of it? You know, like, why, why are these new wrestlers, you know, if they're not able to, you know, take these characters and really extend them in the most valuable way, which is just, you know, real, then why, like, it's stupid. That, that's the whole PG thing. And I don't get it. I'll never get it. I'll never understand it anymore. And if they can't go back to the way they were, I, I can't. Like, I try to watch it sometimes. And sometimes I'm just watching it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They got some cool moves. They do a lot of you know acrobatics and shit but at the same time it's not all about the moves and stuff it's about you know the the off scene shit you know it's about the shit that leads you up to want to be interested in it right you know like you can have all the coolest moves in the world but if you don't have any fucking swag or you know you don't have any like on camera shit where you know you're just talking shit or like you're, you're able to be yourself and it doesn't look like you're literally reading off a fucking teleprompter you know it, it kind of throws you off like i 
feel like every one of them is reading when they're or reading or they just like remember memorized everything they're gonna say just because the way they're saying it oh and you could see it it's it's not hard to even tell really it's very easy to distinguish when somebody's being authentic or if somebody's reading a script now if at least in a match if they're going head to head and somebody hits somebody with a crazy move or their finisher i want that to be the move it's like oh shit he's done now yeah. in this day and age, it's like, all right, he did his finisher. I could almost guarantee that the other person is going to kick out unless it's a squash Such match. bullshit. And Such that, bullshit. And that ruins it. That ruins it for me. You know what I mean? I want to see a, a, I want to see a tombstone. And after I see that tombstone or if I see a cane choke slam, I want the match to be over right there and then unless it's going against the rock or stone cold at wrestlemania you right. know what i mean that's the only exception right but they do it so much where you it, it just doesn't i don't know it's every match bro it's every fucking match i watch it's like oh you can hit somebody with the finisher oh they kick out oh, okay so it's like it takes the finisher out of you know the realm of being that part of wrestling where it's like yo if you get hit with a pile driver or the tombstone by fucking the undertaker you're done if you get hit by the fucking stunner you're done sweet chin music Right. If you get hit with the rock bottom, you might get up. But once you get hit with the most electrifying move in sports entertainment and that people's elbow hits you in the chest, you're done. There ain't no kicking out unless it's like you said, like it's WrestleMania or Royal Rumble where the suspense is good. But if it's a Monday Night Raw or it's a fucking SmackDown and I see those fucking moves being done, it's a wrap. That's it. I don't want to see no fucking kickouts and then some more dramatic effects. You know, and even the fucking finishing moves these days are kind of fucking whack. Some of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot of them are just fucking whack. And like I said, I can't really say too much because I don't really watch it too much. But. But you got to think about these people, these these wrestlers are running out of running out of moves because a, a, a finishing move at some point or another will be so amazing and so innovative that it has to become a part of somebody's repertoire. So like think about Jake the Snake with his DDT. And I don't think anybody does a, a DDT the way he does. Like I watched The Rock's DDT. I've watched everybody's DDT. But when I see Jake the Snake put somebody's head in between his arm and do that little thing with his finger and then do that move right there it looks like he cracked the dude's skull right and i want him to be like one two three nowadays it's it just over. doesn't look as impactful like it doesn't you know what i mean but they're taking those moves and and making that a part of their everyday you know everyday uh what's repertoire. the word repertoire you know what i mean yeah. like and that's understandable because the sport has to grow just like NBA. Yeah. A crossover for, from from AI is completely normal in today's day and age. Just the bottom of the the bottom of the shit. You got to be uh you got to be 10 times better than that now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a standard. You got to have that. Yeah. You know, everyone's got to have that part of their repertoire. But like, you know, when you see people doing like, you know, they're doing like uh what's it called? Like a, you know, like a power bomb or some shit like that and it's like, "Oh, well that's their finishing move." Well, that's why their finishing move is fucking trash because it's a fucking power bomb that it's not even anything special you know like if you're gonna do a power bomb be like you know diesel or you know kevin nash doing the jackknife you know if you're gonna do some crazy fucking move like you know razor ramon or fucking scott hall where you put him over your head and you literally drop that motherfucker all the way down from off off your shoulders you know what i mean like that shit looked real you know nowadays a lot of the fucking moves are just fucking whack yeah. you know and i know i sound like an old fucking man right now talking about how all these new cats are not that great blah 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 i'll give it to them they're more athletic that's no, they're 100%. great 
And that's the thing. They are great. I've seen so many talents. Like AJ Styles is uh, older. He actually, I, I believe, tried out for WWE or he was a jobber in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001, and did his own thing. But for a lot of people, for me, who didn't watch TNA, he's new to me. And I watch all the shit he does. And I'm like, wow, dude, that's crazy. That's phenomenal. No pun on, on words right, or anything. The phenomenal you know I mean? one. The phenomenal one. But that's my favorite wrestler. Then I go to a guy like Mustafa Ali. This guy's doing the craziest shit and he looks so fluent. He looks good. But but there's that lack of letting a wrestler be who he wants to be. You can right. tell it's somebody else wants him to be this character and not who he should be. And I think it's Vince at the end of the day, to be honest with you. He's just I, I think he's just stuck in that mentality where he feels he needs to control everybody. It's kind of started in the PG era. So yeah. Kind of like after, like kind of like during John Cena time, I guess. Yeah. It was still kind of, what did they call it, the ruthless aggression era? Yeah. It was still kind of there, but when I look back at it on the WWE Network, it's like, it's still It's not. not it's, there's no ruthless aggression about it, bro. I no, mean, there, there was some there fucked was up some, shit There was some on. fucked up shit, but it yeah. wasn't. It was like they were trying to get away from the attitude era, so they like kind of gradually were trying to like make it like they knew back then. Like I, I can honestly say one hundred percent that looking back from the attitude era to the ruthless aggression era, they definitely knew what they were doing. They were definitely you know minimalizing a lot of the shit that was going on. But you know the world changes, that's why. So I can't totally you know say you know it's Vince's fault. Because he's just literally trying to do whatever he has to do to keep his business in, you know, in order. And as the times go on, you know, we got so much censorship. We got so much shit that's not appropriate anymore. Some words that you can't say anymore. And, you know, it all stems off of, you know, the media. You know, it's very, you know, publicized by everybody that, you know, these are the norms. These are the new norms. Absolutely. And Vince is just trying to live by it. I want to pick your brain on something, Big Mike. Now, listen, I'm all for equality and, um, you know, whatever you want to be. If you're born a female and you feel like you identify as a man, whatever it is, I will not judge a person differently upon those, you know what I mean, upon that. No. I, I will treat everybody with the same respect that they treat me with. Right. But there's a wrestler in AEW whose name is, uh, I believe it's Nyla Rose, who was a guy and is now... You know, a female, um, watching the matches, how she's dominates and all this, it just, it doesn't seem, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I just, I know what she is. I respect it. I get it, but it just, it just doesn't make much sense to me. I could, I know it. I'm not stupid. You I, can't, you can't question, you can't yeah. insult my intelligence I'm on familiar that matter. With it. I'm familiar with it. And the only thing I could say about it is, you know, they could be playing on that in a way. Cause I feel like AEW does play on more edgier topics better than WWE does. Yeah. But what do you mean by playing on it? So like, like what they're that- doing is like they're, they're, they make it pretty much known that she is a, a former male no they don't well, not at uh, all in a way i've watched it and they've kind of you know insinuated. yeah but they don't they don't mention anything about her being a him at some point right in, but they in know that the, they know that the mass public knows they know that everybody knows but what i'm saying though bro is they they don't acknowledge that they no, don't acknowledge that in the show like that's i watch their, with my son they don't acknowledge right it. but that's their way of getting around it they treat her like a monster so it's like right. how can you they 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 do that and that's how they get around it is because it's not like back in the day where you only get your information from watching the show you have all your information at the tip of your fingertips so you could look up nala rose and see oh wow she used to be a dude so like now you're watching it and 
you know, they're kind of putting on a play on like, oh, well, this is a dude who's now a female and he's uh, she is dominating the female competition. So it's kind of like they're playing on that. Like, we know that like this is kind of unfair in a physical stand standpoint, but they just they they're not able to actually say it. Yeah, but I don't like that. I, I don't like it either. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. I think it's kind of crazy that they would even do that. But I, I know what they're doing, you know, because it brings more publicity to them. Because, like, you know, the fact of the matter is that they're not bringing up that point and everybody yeah, knows it. It's pub- like everybody's watching. Like, I don't I don't I don't pay extra attention because of Nyla Rose. I don't. I don't no. know. Maybe there are some people who do, but I don't. But I, I feel I, like I get kind of like not angry about the situation, but there's so many female wrestlers who have had to work so hard and at the end of the day females are if you're born a female and you're born a male y'all have different dna you're different like i said i respect everybody and all right. people but at the end of the day you guys are it's, different. it's different so you know what i mean so even if nyla rose loses to a skinny person you know what i mean i've seen it this uh i forget what her name is she was a champion but she lost to this other girl i my belief into it and the whole kayfabe aspect uh, it's gone i don't I'm, I'm not invested in it anymore because i know you know I, what i mean i just look at it as that like i said before they know people know so what they're doing is they're playing on it because they want people to watch and right or wrong and i'm not saying they're right i'm not saying they're wrong i'm not saying that it works or it doesn't work but you got to think that they know that people know so they're going to keep playing on that because people might want to listen in and be like oh they finally said oh that's a male or blah 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 but they never will but the the anticipation is there. You know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of, but they don't show it. Is what I'm saying. Like they don't they don't hint at it at any way. No, like I said, they don't have to. They don't have to. There's no reason for them to do it. Everybody knows it, and that brings me back to what we were talking about before. It's like we always know when Goldberg's gonna be on fucking wrestling. Yeah. When The Rock is coming back, we always know everything. Nothing's a secret anymore. Nothing. The whole kayfabe is dead, and it's just not the same. No surprises. And that's why this podcast was all about, you know, maybe, you know, Vince McMahon is listening to this. That'd be great. You think he's listening? Doubt it. I doubt it. He got too much shit. He got too much money. He's like, fuck these fucking low budget fucking podcasters. But either way, I hope all my wrestling fans out there listen to this fucking podcast and y'all love it because we are wrestling heads and I know we don't really talk about it too much on the podcast, but this whole fucking 40 plus minutes all about wrestling and I love all my wrestling fans and I want to hear all your comments. I want all your likes. I want you to share this shit all over the fucking internet. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's go. It's Big Mike the Don. I'm here with Mr. J. Buddha. Yeah, man. The first ever Big Mike the Don, J. Buddha, a.k.a. Italy Recon podcast. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, as I always say, I hope you have a good day, no matter what day you're listening to this podcast. And just remember, reverse the universe.